All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And the madness is upon us. While it doesn't apply to football, Michigan did find its way into the big dance and honestly probably should have been ranked higher than they were for their great, fantastic run in the Big Ten tournament, which I don't think we yeah we haven't talked about so congratulations Michigan football or Michigan football Michigan basketball that was a heck of a run there in that tournament especially under all their conditions and everything so yeah it was impressive did, did you get to watch those games oh yeah yeah I did it was fascinating I mean the whole storyline with the you know, plane wreck and then they get up and then they use plastic uh, their practice jerseys to win and, and they make a good run man they like rattle off like three to four in a row and you know, all led by uh, Walton and deservingly gets the MVP of the attorney and went, they win the Big Ten champion, Big Ten uh, attorney championship. So what a great, absolutely unbelievable, stellar way to, you know, beeline and him taking the team from, I'd say, an average team to where we actually didn't think they would actually make the tournament at all to absolutely – uh, to, to pull that out uh, uh, out of the circumstances they went through, man, unbelievable. That was just a great coaching job. That is going to leave a lot of people questioning whether he should be let go or not because I know that was you know out there. And um, I think he did a fantastic job of coaching. I think one of his best years of coaching, if not the best. So. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's one of the most impressive years, that's for sure. And I think I can't remember what we said last time. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But um, with Michigan basketball, I think it's something that uh, with Coach Beeline is the expectations uh, need to match up with reality and the way that he coaches and the players that he gets. And sure, he's been through some. Uh, difficult times dealing with injuries and losing lots of players to the draft and everything. Basically, it's kind of like you cannot really gauge the team until the very end of the season. I feel like that's right. happened more often than not. So uh, while things were justifiably, people were frustrated, and I think the people who are saying that anyone who was upset with Michigan basketball earlier in the season – were foolish are yeah. foolish themselves because it was bad. If you go back there and you're saying, Oh, it's really not that bad. No, it was bad. It was ugly. That's, and yeah. the team was not playing like a team. So it is very impressive to see how beeline coached them and got them together. And I mean, this is the most important time for the team to come together. And that's just what Michigan is doing in time for the tournament. So here we are recording tonight, and they're playing tomorrow. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can carry it over from the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I mean, even if they do, you know, lose, they're actually playing a pretty good team in um, what is it, Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, which they've always been traditionally a good team throughout the years um, since I was a kid. But um, but uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Your point on and and him to gather their team and bring him up to to where they're at is amazing and even if they lose you know and obviously i don't have them lose and i picked them to win but uh the first game but what an accomplishment to win the big 
uh, Big Ten and get to all the teams that they needed to get to Purdue, uh, get to Wisconsin, get to um, some of those other teams, and, and it was an amazing run. And you know, and I and I did tweet this out, and and I know it wasn't the most not popular that, that a lot of people were maybe weren't on the same page as me, but actually thought, I actually thought maybe that Zach Irvin did deserve the MVP only because that's my opinion, but uh, only because of the very fact is the guy really showed up. If you watch, if you watch those games in the last three, two to three games, the last ones, he stepped up, he had double digit num- uh, points. And here's a guy that everybody's climbing on should be on the bench. In fact, thought he shouldn't even be on the team. That's how bad he was playing. If you look at Zach Irvin, what he played like half to halfway through the season, he was awful. Absolutely awful for a big guy. He couldn't score, couldn't even couldn't use that big body, couldn't use, do anything. And he stepped up and showed up and man, he was falling. And you know what it did? It took off a lot of pressure off Walton because Walton really did carry the whole entire team on his shoulder on his shoulders to get to that point. And I just think, you know, you got to give kudos to Zach Irvin. The guy went through a lot. He got a lot of heat from Michigan fans and some of it obviously very deserving, but uh, he stepped up and I think he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Very good point. And uh, I do not, I feel like I do not have as much insight as you do into the basketball team. Cause you've probably watched more than I have. And I know we're a football sports cast, but we definitely do want to acknowledge the basketball team. And we said in the future, you know, we might get around to doing stuff with basketball, but yeah, it does uh, overlap with football, and that's our main focus and everything. So we wanted to acknowledge that, uh, talk a little bit about it. I'm sure that we'll talk about some things a little bit next week as well. But the main focus, as always, is football, and there are things to talk about always during the off season, and we will be getting into some of those things here coming up. All right. Football, football, football. Football, football. Got to talk about the football. So it's uh, it's getting into spring, spring practices, things like that. Uh, so Michigan did something interesting, and they actually had a little bit of their own combine with the players at the university playing off of the uh, NFL combine. And they put out the results. Yeah. Did you see when this happened? Was this today or was this yesterday or something? I didn't see exactly what day this was. I think it was a couple of days ago. I don't know. Or, yeah, like yesterday or something like that. But um, pretty impressive. I'll say that. Yeah. Definitely so. some interesting numbers. So what uh, what stands out to you? <laughs> I just... Let me tell you something, Michigan fans. This is we're talking something very, very unique, and I'm going to kind of put it out there, really clean right now. This is Sean Gary is something special, and I don't know if we'll ever see a special player like this. We'll see on the field, but what what, what he's been doing, he's been really pushing his time. He's been he's lost a little bit of weight, and the dude 
is going to be special. And I'll tell you, for a guy that big, that strong, on the defensive line, and he posts a faster time than Evans on the 40-yard dash at 4-5, what, 4-5-7, four, five, four, five, is sick. There's no guy, and there's nobody that big that should be running like that, and that guy did. This is unreal, and, I man, I cannot wait for him to pass rush. It's going to be something special. Yeah, that was unbelievable to see. So I, uh, I'm i sitting here. I'm looking at the numbers that I can. Uh, for some reason, my computer is not cooperating with me, so all I have are the offensive numbers. But you're right. I mean, he uh, we knew it last year. Uh, he's got quick feet and he's strong and agile and it just seems to have gotten better which is kind of a scary thing to think about when the fall comes around so uh i mean you and i have both been excited about him coming here this just generates more interest for their next upcoming season so we'll kind of have to watch that but yeah lots of different numbers they uh they did a great job they broke it down by position uh, yeah. You mentioned Chris Evans. Chris Evans was actually given the uh, top offensive performance for this uh, Michigan Combine, uh, if you would say, because he took over. He won. Um, he had the best results for every category except for one. So that's seven. Yeah, seven categories he won, and only one of them he did not. I mean, he he has speed, but he also has great athleticism he's got good uh, vision yep yeah i mean he the a lot of these have to do with um speed and then you have the uh the shuttle and the drills and think uh things with that but you've got the the dash and then uh, they also do the broad jump and the vertical so i mean it's not all about speed but he's still dominated yep. across the board yep yeah, and you know, and Rashawn Gary obviously took five of the eight defensive line competitions, so you know that was pretty good too. So that's you know that we're talking about a guy who's just coming to his own, and uh, well, this makes me uh, obvious kind of wonder if he did that. If Evans is going to be our, our featured back, you know, he sounds like he's he's. He's starting to do really, really well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is our featured back. Yeah, well, uh, I would. This goes with really kind of without saying it's not speed that makes a great running back, but we saw last year what he's capable of, and it's not just his speed. So seeing these numbers, I mean, you have to kind of imagine that he's improved from last year to this year oh yeah as most players would so i mean this is pretty impressive to see so i mean it's just higher hopes for him here in 2017 yeah and um to kind of go over some of the other ones uh, the fastest line one of the fastest faster linebacker was uh, noah fernbush at 4.63 seconds which is incredible a uh, quarterback brandon peters there you go at 4.8 that's that's some good wheels right there for the quarterback. So, um, and then tight end Zach Gentry. We're talking about four seven uh, seconds in the forty. But I'll tell you what. One thing about Zach Gentry is it's really interesting. Obviously, he you know he was the Texas uh, quarterback came to Michigan playing at tight end, and that just tells you that you know I think he's going to be something special too. The guy is huge. 
if anybody doesn't know, he's a huge, you know, he's like six foot seven, eight. And to see that is going to be incredible too. So he did great. And like you said, rounding it off, Chris Evans at four, six uh, in seconds and on the 40, that's to me, that just tells you, man, that these guys are really prepared. And I'm wondering the Brandon Peters is going to be interesting. You know, I would like to see him push Spate for the starting job. I really would. Cause I think Spate needs that uh, to get better. Um, but, uh, this is good news for Michigan. I mean, it's good news to see that these guys, not only are they big and strong, but they got speed. So we'll see where they go from here. Yeah, and then you move over to the wide receiver position, and uh, Peoples-Jones wow. took four of them. I think, like I said, I don't have the defensive numbers, but he's got the fastest for the offense with 4.41 with the 40-yard uh, dash. So... Exciting stuff from the wide receiver core. I mean, we had a great wide receiver class. So, well, according to what's going on, I'll tell you this: um, UM fans, this people Jones is going to be special. He's he's already he is already the he's already making an immediate impact right now. So he's doing all the drills and doing incredibly well. So uh, he's going to be the top one of the best receivers. So he's going to be great. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, that um, not to jade people, I guess, with these numbers and everything. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen these graph, these awesome graphics put together with these numbers. Um, there are names that are not going to even appear on these lists Yeah, that are going to be great top performers. Uh, this kind of gives a little insight and some intriguing things like you brought up Peters and Gentry. I definitely agree with that. It will be interesting to see, especially um, as we've mentioned with the need for the tight end position this year. Right. So, yeah, de- definitely just like a little bit of an insight. I mean, you don't really get to see it on the field, but just the athleticism and the ability of these players and uh, what we might see moving forward. Spring games should be really interesting. Oh, yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, tight, obviously running back position is going to be interesting. Um, even the tight end position with Asiasi um, transferring and transferring over, uh, leaving Michigan. But uh, to see who steps up, obviously Wheatley Jr. here, um, see what he can do. And then you get Gentry at tight end, which would be interesting. And, and looking at that time at 4-7 in the 40 tells me, you know, he might be a good blocker, but at that time, four, seven seconds is a hell of a good time that I think that he might make a pretty immediate impact at the you know offensive level. So that'll be interesting, like you're talking about, to see what happens there and, you know, to see some of the de- defensive players. Uh, Gary's already going to be there. He's going to be a starter. Um, he's going to be starting every game, but, uh, the very fact is to see that tight end position. And then, I, you know, and I'm really curious about seeing about the secondary, seeing about the corners and what they can do. So, yeah, well, like not to sidetrack too far, but we see these good numbers and we see some uh, young players on here with really good numbers. Uh, it just leads to me more and especially seeing uh, Gary's, uh, growth from year one to year two mm-hmm. in his abilities. Uh, I'll say it again, where 
even though this is going to be a young team in 2017 and a lot of people are expecting a, uh, um, I don't know the best word to use, but maybe a decline in performance a little bit because, I mean, we took such a big hit with the players going into the to the draft and graduating and things like that. I still think that there is a high level of ability with these guys. So I'm not I'm not saying I'm put putting the bar really high for them, but I don't put it out of question or out of reason that they could really do uh, have a great season for 2017. And you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you got guys, you got some returning guys though. We're not talking just, you know, receivers and stuff like that. You got McDoom, you got Crawford going to come in there and they they've been um Obviously, had a little bit of playing time, so they're going to get better. McDoom is a guy that can stretch the offense much, you know, really very quick. So we'll see what he can do. Um, but you're right, you know, I think watching the progression of people like that and see where they go will be really interesting coming up. Um, you know, and I want to see, like you said, see Rashawn Gary even get better than what he can do is just crazy it's going to be amazing to see him pass rush and get that much faster you can tell with this coaching and what they've done with him is they you know he slimmed down a little bit and then he's he's literally learning the 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 ropes and under don brown what he can do and what his potential is that where he can make such an immediate impact that you're almost going to have to double team that guy if this is where this is going which is bodes great for michigan yeah, for sure. Just a lot of great things to look forward to. Um, now, my question to you would be, you know, looking at the Chris Evans, you know, you've got the stats in front of you and you're looking at what's going on with him. Do you see him um, as our featured back? You know, that the, obviously they're going to put in Hignan a couple times, you know, give him a little bit of rest. But, do, you know, me, I'm a little bit like, hey, you know, what's, you know, we're, we're talking – now, what about some of the other running backs? You know, Ty Isaac and where's um, um, Walker? So yeah, Chris Evans and Higdon are obviously two names that have been talked about a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it, the unknown factor is really kind of going to be Walker. So I, of course, there will most likely be that feature back. And right now, Chris Evans is making a great. Um, push for that there was a different word i was looking for but um i i think and i believe a lot of people along with me believe it's going to be chris evans um but higdon i don't know it's just they both had their moments you don't really see i'm looking at yeah because uh it'd be interesting to see higdon's numbers uh, because I know they just have the top performers on here. I don't know of a list that just shows all the results. But I, Evans just had such a spectacular year last, last year. Yeah. But then we also have to look at the players coming in. Because it will be interesting. Chris Evans does have that speed. He does have that vision and right. that um, cutback ability and uh, different things like that. But... Is it going to be? Is there going to be that power runner, right? And maybe that's something that Walker can do. That is just going to have better ability, of where it's more of a north south running game, mm-hmm. um, and 
uh, of course, again, as we bring up conversations that we've had before, that also depends on the offensive line. Right. So is it is 2017 going to be a better year to run on the outside because of the lack of ability of offensive line or maybe the lack of ability of running backs to go north and south? Mm-hmm. Or will those elements come together to be able to provide the opportunity for us to get back to more of the north-south running game? Right. Yeah, and you're right. You're and you're kind of looking back at the, what Devion Smith did to Indiana. Do you want that kind of you know when the absolute what crazy snow and you know there wasn't really much passing that you, all you could do is run and do you need that power back that can break through tackles and score and he did that. So is Chris Evans that kind of player that kind of running back that's going to do that? I don't know. But you're right. I mean he's not a power runner. But he does have that vision and stuff. And I'm wondering if Chris Evans, with you and I watching that uh, uh, Florida State game in the in the in the bowl, was that a game that he? I believe he shined in that he actually is now taking that, and maybe the coaching staff has looked at that and said he was kind of featured more in that game than any any of the other running backs. So is that something he can build off of? And, you know, Chris Evans comes in there as this, you know, three-star running back that's going to be featured now. And that's quite an interesting story. But, you know, and I, if I was Rashawn Walker, you know, but Walker, and I would just say, hey, you know what? Oh, I mean, Kareem Walker, I'm sorry. Um, you know what? This is your time to shine because, you know, you've been with the coaching staff. You redshirted, I believe, and, you know, you you weren't – the feature back, but yet you trained and you watched and you learned and you, you know, and you uh, sat and you uh, watched what everybody else was doing. Now are you going to be a featured back? So that'll be very, really, really interesting. But yeah, you're right. Cause I haven't heard anything about, you know, what Kareem Walker's doing. So I think in a way this might be Chris Evans team. I think he's going to be featured more. Yeah. I, well, I feel like at the end of the season, it was almost kind of like his job to lose. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking a lot of time has passed. New players will be coming in, yeah. um, and there's a lot with spring practices that we don't know about. So, our vision on the outside looking in, it's his spot to lose, really. Um, but I, I think we might get a better idea, understanding, perspective on it with the spring game. So, yeah, right. I mean, you and I talk each year about the running game just because that's one thing that Michigan has not had for a very, very long time um, right. since Mike Hart, really. So it's uh, it will definitely be interesting to see. Yeah, it will. It'll be really interesting to see. So, but yeah, there's, there's players that will be really, really interesting. It's going to be fascinating to see how this uh, comes about. And um, obviously, like you said, I think, you know, you take spade. I think it's his job to lose. Um, but you know, I have issues here and there with him, but, uh, the running back will be really interesting to see how that pans out. But I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Chris Evans to lose, um, with Higdon sprinkled in there. Um, and you never know, maybe Kareem Walker shines at spring and, and, and they'll use a, th- you know, three horse. I think Ty Isaac at this point, he's a, pretty good running back he's not going to be the five-star running back from usc that he's supposed to be and i think he's just going to be i think he's going to be the goal line guy i just i do i think he's going to be the goal line 
five five yards out from the from the end zone running back you know he's big he's powerful he's strong he has a little bit of vision but uh, i think that's where he's going to be uh put and you know and that's all right and that's okay and then obviously i think the other running backs are, are the ones that we recruited um uh, was it sam samuels or yeah omar samuels um and um kurt taylor Kurt Taylor, yeah, they'll be redshirted, so there won't be a need for them in case something happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just see Ty Isaac used in those, pre- you know, I see him at three and one, you know, three and two kind of areas, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, no, I think that um, that's justifiably so. And, um, yeah, it will be, I don't know, running game has always been. Uh, so, are you a featured running back guy? I mean, are you? Because no, I just discussion I'm, about that. There's a lot I'm, of discussion about people saying, "Hey, I like multiple running backs going into the season." And you know, Jim Harbaugh has that kind of mentality where he likes multiple running backs. He likes to you know keep them fresh and bring another one, which is fine because you know you want different ones. You get Devion Smith, you had Higdon, you had Evans, you had. Ty Isaac, you had a plethora of running backs last year that you didn't even know who to account for. But you know, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you have? If I had to choose between the two, I would pick the multiple running backs. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, but it's so close for me because I'm really okay with both. The only negative about the featured running back that makes me put the multiple running backs above it is just that it rests on a single player. So then if that player gets injured or something that completely screws up your offensive scheme. Okay. Um, But I mean, that happens all the time where you have a featured running back and they do fine. And then it happens all the time as well. When you have a featured running back and they wind up getting injured and kind of mess up your season. So um, that's why I'm kind of like, I'm okay with either. But if you, if I had to choose one, I would probably choose the multiple one. I mean, as much fun as it is to have the featured running back, um, I am more interested in having it where we have the capable squad of running backs that is able to, uh, we don't need that one running back with so many hundred or breaking a thousand yards rushing or anything like that. I'd rather have multiple guys who can run you know, 50, 100 yards whenever needed to, and they do it for the team, and other teams have to calculate for all the different running backs and things like that. Works out just the same, really, in my book. I just want a capable running team. Yeah, I mean, uh, your all your points are, you know, I like your points, actually, you know, making me rethink. But, you know, I'm a kind of a guy, like, I think about all the success some of the teams that, you know, won the national championship and won all the, you know, gotten to the playoffs or got into the top four, um, four and all of them had a feature running back. I don't think all, you know, a lot of them had multiple running backs going, maybe Ohio state did a little bit, but, um, but you know how that turned out, (laughs) but, um, you know, you think about, you know, your Alabamans, you think about your Clemson, you think about uh, even Florida State. You know, we got just total motored by, you know, Cook. And, you know, we couldn't even stop the guy. And I'm always like, 
I'm I'm kind of with you, and I'm kind of not. Where I'm like thinking, you can't have a featured running back if you don't have a very good offensive line, you know. And I'm like, I don't think we're there yet. And I think a lot of Michigan fans might agree with both of us that the fact is we, we I don't think we have our built up our offensive line big enough yet. And Jim Harbaugh's getting there, but I don't think we have there that yet to do that. And I think when we do that, we might be able to, but I, it's weird because I'm kind of on the fence too, where I'm like, I want a featured running back. I grew up with that. Michigan had its most success in history with featured running backs. They always have, but then again, like you said, you get one guy gets hurt and then the guy next in line comes in has no playing time, no running (laughs) has to run, and maybe have a run, different running style that maybe the offense isn't used to, even the quarterback. And, you know, what do you do with that? And that's why I'm like, yeah, I almost, I kind of am on that multiple running back thing. So I'm kind of, I, I hedge back and forth, but I want to see Evans do well. I think Evans has kind of got that. Maybe he is that Chris Perry kind of guy, you know, like Chris Perry that gets the, the ball against the tough teams, you know, maybe you give Chris Perry the ball against Ohio state. You know, maybe, all right, let's put it this way. Maybe the question's back to you is saying, do you want to see a, a player who's having very good success throughout that game being utilized more than the other? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, let's say Evans against Florida State. He did great, okay? Or um, didn't Evans do pretty good job against Iowa? You know, I know we weren't running well, but he did okay. But would you say, hey, you know what? Let's put in Evans throughout this game because he's doing much better than the other running backs. Why even? I'm for that. Yeah, and I think that's the way that Mo usually kind of leans. Right. Um, is that, you know, the best players play, whoever's having the best performance plays, um, that kind of thing. I, I do believe that that's the mentality. I mean, because that's, well, some of that we know is the mentality is nobody's job is safe. Um, then that goes from game to game, but I think that goes um, into play during games as well. Um, it's kind of tough to say sometimes, though. You don't see it happen a whole lot. I don't know if it's necessarily been a situation where it needs to happen a lot, but because you did see it this year where there were certain games where running backs you didn't see at all um, for certain games, and uh, in other cases it was completely different. So whether that was because disciplinary reasons or because they were not performing well, I can't say for sure and all of that. Right. But, yeah, but, right. And, you know, you take games like us against, you know, when we played Ohio State, when Chris Perry's our feature running back, they just went with him. I think he ran the ball like 40-something times. Because, yeah. you know, the Buckeyes couldn't stop us, so they just gave it to Perry the whole time. And he won that game. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. But, uh, you know, we had a great offensive line. But uh, Perry just, they couldn't stop him. So they just kept giving him the ball. Maybe he was about tapped out at the end of the game. But uh, we won that game because of that. But that's where I'm thinking is, you know, I you go with your hot hand. If you, you know, you have multiple running backs, you get Higdon that might be running a little bit better than Evans, you know. And it could be, you know, him having a tough time, you know, that day. Or he's just kind of... You know, just didn't have a good practice. I don't know. But uh, I think, you know, it kind of depends on the game, really, and who's got the hot hand. So, 
Yeah, we'll have to see kind of how they move yeah. that forward and oh, yeah, yeah. Def- definitely see if it's a squad movement or a featured running back uh, setup for this 2017 season. But um, there is uh, another topic with Michigan football that we are going to discuss that came up this week. And uh, that was involving Jordan Lewis, uh, the former cornerback for Michigan, who was entered into the NFL draft, expected to do very well. And... Oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember when the news broke, if it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Um, I want to say that was Tuesday night. But uh, he, there is a, there are charges brought against him for domestic violence. I had the article up somewhere. Now I can't find it. Um, From his girlfriend, the, I think it was around 1 a.m., uh, the police were called, uh, came to an apartment or kind of a condo, and she filed a report that she was um, assaulted. There were no signs of physical assault, but the police uh, explicitly said that there do not need to be signs to prove that there was any assault, which is absolutely true. Um, so they are investigating in it, and charges were brought against Jordan Lewis. And that same morning slash night, they did contact him, and they, I believe part of it was by phone, and then part of it they spoke with him right. in person. And uh, he cooperated with officers. He has since then officially entered a not guilty plea. And I saw right. that in early April. There's going to be a court hearing. I'm not sure what kind of court hearing because I know that there are different. There's like preliminary and things like that. But I thought it was like early April that there's going to be something in court for it. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. Did you hear anything else about it? No. Just uh, you know he'll be reporting uh, pretty soon. But um, you know I I believe he'll walk in and answer all the questions he needs to but uh yeah he'll be notified uh of the warrant and you know he'll walk in and and talk but uh yeah he's not in custody or anything like that but uh it's you know i think it was only like a five hundred dollar fine but anyways uh yeah they'll be asking questions about that but you know this is becoming just interesting because you know you don't know this is basically point on we don't know the facts we don't know what's going on we've had inc- incidents happen with michigan players and we've had it with other players in college football where the female has either made it up done something it could have been something very minor you know you never know like it could be anything maybe pushing her back that you know she's the aggressor and he's pushing back or vice versa but you know this is a thing where you need to make sure the facts are in and if he's if he's guilty then we'll talk about that you and I will but if he's innocent then we'll definitely talk about that but you know we're just going to have to see how this plays out and this happens all the time and never want to put the cart before the horse and I'm not going to do it with this because you know this is one of those things where a lot of a lot of people a lot of U of M fans don't believe Jordan Lewis is the kind of guy that would do this. I'm not that guy. I'm that kind of guy too, but you never know. 
So I'm going to kind of leave it at that and I just hope it works out and, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, it's, we've said it with non-Michigan players. And so we, I try to, and I'm pretty sure that you jump on with this as well, uh, try to hold the same perspective for things dealing with Michigan uh, football and Michigan athletes as well as those athletes outside of the Michigan program. So when we've discussed things that have happened with other programs and other players, the story is always the same. We right. hope that the truth comes out and that justice is served because there are situations that fall on both sides of the fence where uh, the allegations are true and there was something that happened and the player is at fault and needs to pay the price for that. And there are also those situations where the uh, person filing the claim report, um, I'm looking for a different word, but uh, making the claim made a false claim. So there there are both sides of it. So whatever it is, we want the truth to come out and for justice to be able to be served um, uh, either way the story winds up going. So anything we do learn, we will be bringing it up and everything. So we'll be watching, moving that forward. We're not going to really speculate. A lot of people do that on their own. We just shared what we know, um, a little bit of our thoughts. But just right now, it's so early on that we, yeah. don't, that we don't really know anything. So there's not a lot to talk about other than um, sharing the fact that it came out and we're waiting to hear more, basically. Yeah, and he uh, obviously Jordan Lewis tweeted out, and he, I, he later um, deleted it. And it said, uh, "It's sad that somebody would want to control you so bad they would ruin your life over it." Obviously, referring to this person that did this and brought these charges up against him. So, you know, that's who was pretty much directed towards, and everybody to and he wanted everybody to know that, and he later deleted it, but. Uh, you know, he's he's projected to be, you know, what, second-round pick in the draft. So, talented talented quarterback. But uh, I don't – to me, I don't think this will uh, ruin his draft status at all. I think he'll still go in probably the second round. But, um, you know, I think this is something that he's just got to get behind behind him, get answer the questions truth, truthfully, get the truth out, and, and, and hopefully – for the best and in both parties. And, you know, obviously we're not, you and I are not taken away from the woman that, you know, in his life at all. We're definitely going to be, you know, on her side if he did do this and and definitely going to be on his side if she did make up this false claim. So either way, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We will see uh, where that goes from here and everything. So, um, that's a lot of what's going on. I don't yeah. think there's really too much else that happened this week. Spring practices are going, um, and then the spring game is coming up. We will try to be in attendance. So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll that show should be good. Yeah, Hope. that'll show a lot. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be warm. <laughs> so who? I mean, who knows? Because like yeah. we had what was it like 55 degrees the other week and the next day next two days it snowed and ice so we'll never know what the weather is until the day of so we'll watch that moving forward but any other final thoughts or anything craig no 
I'm feeling better. And I was sick. You were sick oh, yeah. last time. And then I oh, was sick yesterday. So feeling a lot better. And man, these colds suck. God. Yeah. Tell you, man, I'm just over it. But, uh, yeah, glad that you're doing better. Push things back a little bit this week due to Craig's illness. So things are coming out here. Episodes going to be posted here tonight. So you'll be seeing things on Friday. So, but yeah, glad that you're better, man. Yeah, I did a lot of blah 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 today, didn't I? Yeah, you like that? I did. I forgot, I forgot to mention. All, I, all right, we got. All right, you, first of all, you, uh, Caleb here has learned a new weapon. He learned how to do gifts. Correct. Yeah, gifts or gifs, uh, however you want. Do that. I don't know. Oh, you call them gifs? Okay. I, I don't know. Like people go back and forth, but it's G-I-F, and I'm kind of like, how do you not pronounce that as gif? But anyways, I, I say gif. Me too. So you learn how to do it. Pretty interesting. You'll have to teach me how. But uh, yeah, he learned how to get pretty funny of me. But uh, I thought that was great. Uh, but yeah, I said, Caleb doing gifs. Look out. Everybody's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to prepare some good stuff for uh, you know, right before football season starts next year. I'm trying to like gather some thoughts, but right now I'm just starting to get into it. I've learned how I learned how to do like the still animation kind of thing. Right. Uh, you know, I did that with your your uh character face um or illustrative face, and then I also learned how to do it from a video. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the basketball one, so no. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. Um, it, I'll. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of some good stuff and everything. So all those cool gifts and everything you see out there, I'm learning how to do that. I'm trying to learn, uh, figure out how it can be dangerous with it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. More. More to probably come with that. Right now, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm in desperate need to be able to uh, upgrade my computer system. So, but. Yeah, that, pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We could, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to throw this out at you too and kind of steer you away from this conversation, something else. But, uh, Caleb and I are part of this, uh, you know, we, we're in this March Madness kind of thing. So, are you going to tell us what you, who you got winning? I mean, you know, throw yeah, I, can put, right. I, I tweeted it out there. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Who, so, who you got? I mean, who you got? So, uh, well, I have two. Two real brackets, I guess you would say, because I I'm in that group Yahoo one. Oh wait, yep, and you're with that. me. And then um, you're in the I'm same one I'm in, right? Yeah, with Brandon, and I'm also uh, not really in a group. I entered one into the money bracket for uh, ESPN. Okay. So those are my two real ones. Now each year. Um, I know this is sidetracking a little bit, but each year I do actually a lot of brackets. And really, there's only, pro- I probably do like six real brackets, I would say. But then I do all these crazy little uh, little ones, just kind of like, oh, random, whatever. Or I try doing some of those, like, which mascot would win in a fight or something <laughs> nice. about colors. And so I'm just, I'm really curious on, like, oh, wow, this system worked this year. Not saying that was really my idea, but just kind of because um, the thing that I found interesting is the one that usually works. Uh, it's never been perfect, but the one that usually is the most accurate out of all those different things I've tried is regional. So, for instance, like, say, um, Michigan's playing in Indianapolis. Well, Michigan is playing Oklahoma State. Right. And Michigan is closer to Indianapolis than 
Oklahoma State is. So I, <laughs> I picked the closer team as far as like maybe more fans show up and things like that. And right. that one has proven itself more accurate than any of the other ones. So I, I right. found that interesting. Let's see here. But I am trying to find my final four just so that here we go. So, yeah, so my final four is Duke, Arizona, Michigan, and UCLA with Arizona winning the championship game over UCLA. Wow. Wow. So so far, so good. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's that's interesting. So you've got got Arizona winning? Yeah. Okay. My final four are Villanova, because they won it last year, uh, so they're they're tested. They they know how to win, and you know they won it last year. And I like the coach, and I like the way they're playing. So I have Arizona with you. So I've got Villanova playing Arizona for the uh, for that bracket, the East and West bracket. And then I got Louisville against uh, North Carolina in the Midwest and South bracket. So ooh, so you have Michigan losing to Louisville. I do. I do. You're yeah. such a hater. Hater. <laughs> Well, you know, the funny thing is, you know, I know people got Michigan moving on, but I'm, I just, I think it's too much. You know, I think it might be too much. You guys can call me out on it. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But uh, I have Villanova playing uh, North Carolina for the championship game and then Villanova winning it again. I, so. I saw that. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting that you had a matchup from last year for the national championship yeah. game. I did. So yeah. that, that, I, you know, I'm a hedging on the whole Villanova, uh, uh, North Carolina. I, you know, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but I don't see, I don't see Kentucky winning. I don't see them getting by UCLA. By the way, I just don't. They're just too sporadic this year. They've been kind of all over the place. So, and they've been, they've lost some games they should have won easily. But, uh, but yeah, I just like you said, I I like UCLA too. But um, yeah, it'll. Um... It'll be interesting. I, I like sure. Arizona. I like I like the the path that Arizona's got. You know, like you yeah. Said. So well, well, I was gonna say, um, if Michigan makes it past Louisville, I think they have an easy end to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. if they get past Louisville, they'll get to the Sweet yeah. Sixteen, and I think they could easily jump into the Elite Eight. And then after that, it gets tough again. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Michigan's been playing well. Louisville is definitely a good team, but Michigan has to play Oklahoma State first. Hey, so. I'm more than happy to have a Michigan win, beat Louisville. I'm all for it. Uh, you know, my bracket's already crushed, so it doesn't matter. So, go. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm doing okay so far. So, my two main brackets, I think I've got one that has – I lost one, uh, one team, and then I think the other one I lost two. So, not, okay. I mean – Nothing spectacular, but not bad. Right. So, yeah, cool. Well, there you go. There's uh, that. Yeah, let the madness continue. So, uh, I think that kind of wraps it up, though, for us. So, yep. But so. Uh, we uh, appreciate you guys bearing with us this week, and uh, we'll go ahead and finish things off as always with Go Blue. Go Blue.